open my door in the morning and, and to have, the, have that feeling like, come on people, this is amazing, come get it. You know, mm. not hiding, not, you know, not, um, yeah, not, being, not playing small and, 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 I, and I've got to play bigger. You know, I've got, to get, um, I've got to get busier, so I've got to play bigger. You know, I've played a certain level so far, I've got to up that level, uh, which, which is cool, which is exciting. And, and you know, it's, it's so interesting, you know, obviously through Adio, you know, teaching others to, to, to the content stuff and doing videos. You know, it took me a little while to get, get momentum going with my videos. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable, and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Today, we've got the guest who needs no introduction after myself. He's the man that's done more episodes than anybody else, mostly because he was the co-host of about the first 70 episodes. And we're doing a pre-Christmas catch-up of what is Tone up to now. So, Tone, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be back, buddy. Great to be here. Yeah, when you say... Um the first 70 episodes, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I hadn't, yeah, I guess I'd forgotten how many episodes we actually got through and did and uh, had a blast doing. So good to be back, mate. And uh, yeah, looking forward to sharing uh, whatever I can. And we, we, we also did, because when I was going back through and looking at this, we also, there's about 20 episodes that we did before we even got it published in podcast format. There was in our phase of our live Facebook show that we were doing. So uh, <laughs> The many incarnations it's, of what is now the, uh, you know, the Marketing You Practice podcast. So last time we chatted, um, you had chosen you know, where you're actually setting up, but that was about it. Um, you know, you, yeah. do, doors weren't open, none of that kind of stuff there too. So why don't you catch everybody up to speed? Because what I, I guess to give people an overview of where we're going to go is um, we'll, we'll talk about what's worked and what hasn't worked for Tony in the first kind of three months of him opening these practice as well. There's been some really brilliant lessons there that I think, you know, regardless of where you are, if you're listening to this now, whether you are new in practice or whether you're just wanting to try some new things in practice, then we're going to pick Tony's brain about what's worked and what hasn't worked. So give us an update, dude. Yeah, well, I've, I've opened the doors to uh, what is known as Auburn South Chiropractic and very excitedly open those doors. And I think from last time, you know, I was, I was thinking, you know, the model being, uh, you know, small space, uh, low overheads, uh, high tech, high touch, high love, all that sort of stuff. And which I, I, I found a place um, that fit, excuse me, fit all those uh, box ticks, all the boxes. And here I am. So it's a, uh, what have we got about 70 square meters here in, uh, in Hawthorne. And look, it's about a kilometre from my home, so it's a nice, easy commute to and from. That was another factor in me choosing this place as well. And it, it, and it also happens to be the same location, the same area of where my children go to school, uh, where I've put a lot of energy into the, the community here already. So that was a no-brainer as well. There's a little good little cafe on the corner. So found the location. And then, well, it's about now trying to fill the practice uh, with people that I want to want to help and serve. So, you know, we can, we can dive into what's worked in doing that and what hasn't. Uh, but I've got a beautiful space here and I, I, I love being here. And it, it, it is a beautiful space. Um, and it was a healing center of um, sorts beforehand. Um, yes. Tell the audience a little bit of the background story there. 
Well, uh, Auburn South Chiropractic, the, the premise here used to be known as Hawthorne Natural Therapies. And well, let's just say it was an illegal brothel before I stepped in. And I tell you what, coming to have a look at the place uh, to lease, I came in and did an inspection. Holy, it was disgusting. You know, just smelt like you know what and cigarette smoke. And it was, it was totally disgusting. And so I've had to do a full refit and, you know, paint and clean and all that stuff. So it doesn't look anything like what it used to. I've, I've uncovered the skylights because they had them covered up. So it was all dark and dingy. So as you can see, it's nice and light in here if you're looking at the video. Uh, but a, a bit of work to go gone into it. So happy with the result. Yeah, it's a beautiful space. And it, it, it is, the design of it is really lovely too. It's a nice classy layout, which is not always the case for many healthcare practices. You know, sometimes we find ourselves in dark and dingy little places and we try and do stuff on the cheap. Now the cheap doesn't mean that it can't look terrific um, but there's some and you've had some help from you know Michaela your ex-wife who is an mm. interior designer uh, she was helpful in helping you choose some colors and some design and layout as as well how important was that to you uh, you know that look um, theme through there yeah look it was it was it was pretty important I was again trying to keep the overheads low uh, I didn't want to sink hundreds of thousands of dollars unnecessarily into uh, the practice Yet at the same time, I wanted it to look, look sharp and, and look smart, yet serve the purpose uh, from what I wanted to serve as well. I didn't want to compromise uh, the type of care that I wanted to give, the, the type of energy that I wanted in the practice, uh, the ability to run workshops. So I didn't want closed rooms. I wanted an open style, yet intimate. You know, all these different factors came into it. And Michaela was awesome at recommending you know, certain furniture and certain colorings and certain things that I've done to make it feel the way that I uh, have got it. And, uh, you know, like Adio Media, I think one of our strengths, uh, Angus, is that we can do some stuff and then pivot and then do some other stuff and pivot. And all the way along, I've just been adding little bits and pieces, little touches to, I guess, realize that, oh, well, this is feeling a little bit open, you know, my adjusting area. So, off to, uh, off to Ikea to buy a new shelf and put that in and bang, it's all of a sudden just creates a little more intimacy, which is, which is wonderful. So I, I think I've, I've done a fair job at identifying, you know, what, what the strengths of the place are and then what the weaknesses are and then rectifying them as quickly as possible. Mm, and I, I would encourage our listeners that if they haven't already jumped on over to Tony's Instagram, you get a good look at the practice there. And it really is a, a lovely reflection. It's nice to come in there. If I was a new patient or a returning patient going back in there, it, it's warm um, yet minimalistic. I think you've done a great job also. I want to have a chat with you. One of the challenges in starting a practice from scratch is dealing with the instantaneous overheads that are there even before you open. Now, you've chosen to begin with, we chatted about this a little the other day, to not actually begin with, a, with reception stuff. We call them chiropractic assistants. Um, you know, so why did you do that? And will you ever move towards having somebody at the front desk? And if so, when are your triggers for that? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, one, of the, one of the mantras or one of the models and, and, and values of the practice is, is simplicity. And I you know, I've been in practice as you have, you know, 21 years, uh, you know, one year less than you, but it's dealing with staff has been my, you know, little monkey on the back 
And so I just didn't want to have to deal with staff. I just didn't want that extra layer of complexity. Now, does that make mean that you probably build a practice slower? Yeah, probably, maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't necessarily uh, think it does or doesn't. But so the triggers for me, yeah, I think I will have staff at some point, obviously when capacity is an issue, when I can no longer serve uh, enough people or, or, or I want to increase the uh, amount of people that I can see uh, per shift or per week, yeah, for sure. I'll look at getting staff, but I just wanted to start simple and do it on my own terms and have some fun on my own and work out what did work, what doesn't work. And, you know, I, I had a, a pretty clear idea of how I wanted to practice, the model with which I wanted to practice, but it's always changing. And so I wanted to kind of nut that out and get some momentum going first before then bringing on staff and then having to put my boss hat on. Uh, whereas at the moment, I'm just happy having my chiropractor hat on and, and my community outreach hat on and, uh, you know, just trying to do my best to, to, to let people know that I'm here and that I can help. I think um, it's because it, working towards our strengths is or, or uh, pretending that we have strengths in areas that we don't. I'm, I'm just realizing some of this recently. You and I had a chat about this and maybe we'll get into this a little bit later on. And you're right, it, it, for those of you that really know Tony, he's truly one of the most lovable, friendly guys that you'll ever come across. And he's this way with everybody. And sometimes, do you think it's that nature that has made it difficult for you in the past to go, hey, listen, it just, uh, uh, you know, friend hat off, boss hat on, this is the way that it will need to be done. What, what do you think about your nature has made the overseeing of the staff difficult? Yeah, I think- Or not enjoyable. Yeah, I think as we spoke about the other day, you know, that that line of of boss and family, you know, I've always been, you know, extremely friendly and, and you know, almost family-like with my staff, which is wonderful. And it also sucks because when you have to put your boss hat on, when you have to discipline, so to speak, or, you know, pull people up on behaviours or, or uh, activities, then it just it just makes that hard. It blurs the line. And, and I think I have found that hard in the past. So, you know, will I do it differently down the track? Maybe, <laughs> you know, I'm mm. not sure. But I think, but being aware of that trait mm. and being aware of how that plays out in a uh, employer-employee situation, I think is is, you know, maybe it's enough, maybe it's not. Maybe I actually have to change how I do it. But you know, I'm now 44 years of age. It's a different story than when I opened my first practice, which was well, seven, uh, 17 years ago or something like that. And boy, you know, things have changed. Uh, yes. Not just from uh, you know, employment point of view, you could just about do anything back then, but now it's, you know, it's so stringent. You're um, what you can and can't do with employees, etc. Uh, and also, obviously, building the practice is, is way different now than it was 17 years ago. Yeah, it's interesting because as you were sitting, I was thinking about, so the practices between Lauren and I, where there's now one, two, four, five chiropractors and about kind of eight support staff. Without a doubt, the biggest challenges that we have, the conversations that Lauren and I are having on a nightly basis is in around staff. Like, it, we, we very rarely um, are troubleshooting patients. We're very rarely ever... You know, so I, I, there are obviously ups and downs with many things. That's not conversations that you're having to have at the moment. So choosing not to have somebody there at the front desk, what are some of the challenges that you've encountered with that? They went, oh, I didn't kind of really think about this. Or maybe you did think about it, but you were prepared to kind of deal with that. 
Yeah, I think one of the challenges, I mean, it just happened the other day, and one of the challenges is when someone walks in and if I'm adjusting someone or if I'm with someone, then, you know, there's no one there to greet them, um, which, uh, whether that's a good or bad thing, but it's, I, I, I don't necessarily think that's the, the best way to do it, but it is the way. So I just deal with that. And, um, you know, it might just be a, a little acknowledgement of a, of a waving of the hand or a, a non-verbal cue to, for me to acknowledge that I've seen them and that they are there. It's very obvious for when people come in the front door as to where they should sit, what they should do uh, to wait. Uh, it's not like it's confusing for them. So that, that's pretty easy. I guess the other thing that comes up is, and I think chiropractors are certainly guilty of this. I don't know about other professions, but the handing off of responsibility to support staff is done way too often. I mean, I've locumed for years and years and been inside over 100 practices. And I know that it's common where, you know, a, a schedule might be verbal, verbalized or when the next visit is or when your payment's due or how much fees are. And we just kind of and then we let the CA do the hard work of actually going, right, I see that you're meant to come in twice a week now for the next uh, however long. And so actually being, well, it's only me. So I have to be super clear and super committed to any instructions that I give. I can't just rely on, on the support staff to follow through with that, uh, which is really interesting. Uh, and great. I think it's been, it's been excellent. The other thing is, you know, if people need to, to reschedule or, or, or cancel an appointment, they have to do it through me. So there's, there's, a, a level, there's actually an increased level of, I, I find, of people sticking with schedules. Yeah, the accountability. Yeah, a bit more accountability for them. I think yes. it's great. I, I've noticed that that's actually been, been a real positive. Um, you know, it's, it's an extra level of, of, of commitment they have to do to ring me to change an appointment or cancel an appointment rather than actually have the conversation about it, you know, and yes, it's cool. I've not so thought that about that. I, you know, I will answer the phone at the practice at lunchtime if I'm in there. And the other day I was there and um, some patients rang and I was speaking with Jenny and she went, Oh, it's you. Oh, I need to reschedule my appointment. Oh, I feel a bit embarrassed about that now. Maybe. I, and it was, I'd never yes. thought about that as, you know, that level of accountability that goes up and often, you know, and I've been guilty of this in many stages and probably still am in some areas of my life, of understanding the difference between delegation and abdication. Often mm. we abdicate somebody's schedule and the fees. And, you know, you'll hear chiropractors or practitioners saying, I don't talk about the money the front desk do. Really what they're doing is abdicating it. They don't have enough confidence and certainty in around the <laughs> value that they do. So therefore, let me just handball that onto somebody else and I'll hide behind the door and, uh, you know, I'll let Bill or Jenny up the front desk do that. So I'd not actually considered that as a benefit. That's terrific. Yeah, yeah, it's just, well, so far. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's all that comes to mind as far as um, not having staff. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the upside is that uh, at the end of the day, I just uh, leave and don't have to worry about anyone else. So, you know, and that'll change, of course, as I get busier and busier. But uh, at the moment, it's working well. Well, there's, there's also that level of flexibility that you had to change some things around last week. I know that you were in adjusting people on a Sunday and moving back and forwards and that level of flexibility in your hours and being committed to kind of being there um, would be difficult, but not impossible to expect staff to be kind of moving back and forwards also um, to, to come and go. And, and then the obvious thing too is as far as profitability at these early stages here, if you did have a, you know, a staff member there, the same amount of hours that you were, you would probably be paying them more than what you'd be paying yourself at the moment. 
Yeah, I guess that's a reality of it, isn't it? You know, it's um, starting a practice from zero uh, is, that's exactly right. Yeah, the, the, this uh, CA would initially be getting paid more than I would be, um, which is fine if you want to make that decision. Uh, and I just chose not to. And again, it's not, you know, I'm certainly not saying it's the right way. I'm just saying, hey, let's give it a go. I'm, and I'm all for experimenting. I'm all for, here's the, here's, here's the vision. Here's what, I want to, here's what I want to implement. And I'm happy to say, if it's not working, well, shit, change it. I mean, it's, yes. not, it's not rocket science. It's, um, you know, I'm not going to be caught up in any, any way or any, any one way that I'm doing anything to say that I'm not going to change it. So, you know, next week I'm, I might hire a staff member. Who knows? <laughs> With many of the new grads that we've employed and have spoken to, we often kind of have this look, once you're seeing, you know, about sort of 12 to 14 a shift, it becomes profitable for the practice to be able to put a staff person on and we kind of give them those sort of goalposts there. But many of them there, when you get into discussion about this, there's a little bit of a self-worth type sort of thing that sometimes comes up in terms of not having a staff person. And uh, you know, I, I want somebody there. Am I not good enough? Those kind of things. Mm. Do, how do you feel about that? Do you do any of those conversations go inside of your head at all? No, I've, I've never, I've never thought about that. And in, and in fact, what I love about it is that, and, and, I, and I've chosen to kind of keep it separate. So when someone comes in for an adjustment, they come, they come through to the adjusting area. I do the consultation. I do the doctor bit in, in the adjusting area. I take my notes and then we both walk to the front desk and we do the front desk stuff at the front desk, okay? Now, right or wrong, I don't know, and I'm not sure that I really care, but that's just the way that I do it and I've, and I've found it really helpful. And I've actually enjoyed, because there's a totally different conversation that I'm having with patients as I'm doing the admin, booking next appointment, taking payment, that sort of stuff, and it's also so so no i haven't had any of those thoughts but i've actually really enjoyed because i get to know people actually deeper and a whole lot different level than if i had have just said catch you later bill and then stacy would have or, or peter would have done it at the front desk it's so i'm actually really enjoying that depth of conversation depth of connection that comes from me doing the admin side of it so yeah i've only seen it as a positive yeah, I think that's really smart and clever. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the consciousness of saying, look, this is the space here that we have administrative conversations in around fees and appointments. And this is the space in here where we take care of you and your health. And separating those, I think, is really smart. And if down the track you decided that you wanted to have another staff person come in, it would make that transition even easier to know that there's those kind of spaces um, also yeah. with regards to it. Yeah, it, it, you know, I think also a lot of new grads have trouble. You know, I've done a lot of work with students over the years and that they have a lot of trouble finishing a, a, an appointment. Uh, and I'm sure this is the case in, in, in every profession, whereas that time, whereas the practitioner, you know you're done. We're done. I've finished. I've adjusted you. I've given you all the recommendations that I need. How do I finish up this, this, this visit? How do I transition from adjusting room to reception or wherever you're going next? Uh, and that's and I've, I've found that a real, really clear delineation. And I, at the moment, I pick up my pick up my iPad and I start walking. And that's that's the the trigger of visit is over. Now it's admin. Mm. In um, given that you're kind of settling into stuff now, and there's now some momentum happening in the practice, what have been some of the biggest 
victories and enjoyments? Because I, well, first of all, was there some hesitation going back into practice again? And if there was, like, has there been unexpected kind of wins for you that, ah, I've really made the right decision? Yeah, look, I think the win, the, the big win on that, to answer that one, is, is just that, just the feeling that I have, you know, it, and, and it, it's all about the feelings. And I just love coming in here, you know. I mean, last, last time we spoke, you know, it was that feeling that I needed to go to work um, was one thing. Well, I can tell you, it's really nice to come to work. Um, you know, having worked at home for a long time and I just got that, I needed to, needed to get out. So that's been great. But having my hands on people again um, is just wonderful. Uh, you know, I, to share my magic, I guess, uh, you know, not to sound egotistical, but, but to, be, to be the best uh, Tony, it really comes out when, I'm, when I'm, I'm at the table with people, when I'm conversing with people about the magnificence that they are and, and how we're going to shine their light brighter is, is you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And I'm really enjoying that. And I just need to be able to do it to more people now. So really it's, yeah, I, yeah, that's, I guess that's how I'd answer it, but um, not without its challenges, but the, the wins, I guess, you know, the wins are just, I guess, being proud of the space, like just, you know, being able to put, open my door in the morning and, and to have the, have that feeling like, come on people, this is amazing. Come get it. You know, mm. not hiding, not, you know, not, um, yeah, not being, not playing small and, 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 I, and I've got to play bigger, you know, I've got to get, um, I've got to get busier. So I've got to play bigger, you know, I've played a certain level so far. I've got to up that level, uh, which, which is cool, which is exciting. And, and, you know, it's, it's so interesting, you know, obviously through Adio, you know, teaching, others to, to, to the content stuff and doing videos. You know, it took me a little while to get, get momentum going with my videos. You know, it took me a little while to get started. And then I got some momentum and, uh, you know, got things, got things going. So again, I've just got to do more and more and more. Mm. And, and again, I'd really encourage our listeners or viewers that if you're not following Tony on Audio Media, uh, so on, on uh, Auburn South Cairo, and again, I'll make sure I have a link to kind of Tony's Instagram and Facebook uh, and website uh, in the show notes. Just model what he's doing because his content is great. It's fun. It's a great reflection of Tony. And it's starting to kind of really gather some momentum. But there has been <clears throat> some real road. Uh, uh, speed humps along the way you know we did some you and I got together and we ran some Facebook ads to begin with which uh, what's often referred to as kind of a lead ad we made a short little kind of 15 and 30 second video that we made and we put those out there um, that was a pretty grand flop um, we got some names but getting people to kind of turn up was very difficult yes yeah well even even those ones I mean I didn't get that many names and and you know, I think I had one person come in. It was, it was amazing. Um, mind you, we, we did, I did uh, only give it a short trial. It wasn't really given long enough for Facebook to get to know the audience and all that sort of stuff. So we, we, I think we maybe pulled the pin a little early, but um, yeah, it was a flop. And look, to be honest, I've, I've, I've then tried uh, the next iteration of ads uh, which didn't work very well. And now I've actually handed it off to someone else to help me out. The results have been extremely underwhelming, dude. It's, um, yes. 
you know, I, you know, yeah, I've had some a few leads uh, that have come through, but nothing gangbusters. I tell mm. you, I mean, you know, look, going back 17 years, remember, we went, well, even longer when you started your first practice, you know, you'd put a flyer out in the mail, you'd get 50 new patients. You know, when I was in Adelaide, we'd jump on TV for a, a um, five minute uh, thing and you'd get 30 or 40 new patients that week. I mean, the, the times have changed. It, it's, it, it really has. And, and, and I guess I'm talking from a point of view of having zero base. You know, I've got to get that base before referrals will come and before then people have got businesses I can go and talk. So I'm cold calling. I'm, I'm cold, cold audiencing. You know, this is, you know, the, the, the scratch starting from scratch and, you know, it's, it's certainly been tough. You know, some of the, some of the good results I've had was, um, you know, as we were talking about this earlier, you know, boosting posts and getting engagement, having people start to engage with my brand. Um, I was getting some, getting some good momentum with that, which is great. Now, obviously then that's got to convert into then phone calls uh, or bookings made. Um, but at the moment, you know, I'm just trying to get out there and, uh, get my name out there, get people thinking about me. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going, it's just going slowly. It's, um, cause it's very interesting. Uh, you know, when you go fishing, you can have the right fishing rod and great bait and you can be doing everything at the right time of the day. But if you're fishing in a pond that there's not a lot of fish, then the results aren't great because uh, you know, I, I mirrored at the same time that we set up your campaign together. I did the same thing in Port Melbourne and got some great results out of it. And I did the same thing out at Lara and got stunning results. So we were talking about earlier on today, the area where Tony's practicing at the moment is just really quite competitive where there are other in particular chiropractic practices running the same kinds of ads. And these, these are the ads that at Adio Media, we don't, <clears throat> we don't actually recommend that they're the foundation of what you do anyway because they're kind of like hey man i'm opening up it's an opening special come on in and see me so the kind of people that you're going to attract like that tend to be the people that are shopping for a deal um, now when you're not don't have anybody that you're seeing inside the practice and you're trying to you know get some momentum then they're a good spot to start to build a community and create a loyal following and a tribe of people the better long-term strategies to do exactly what you're doing now, which is, you know, great quality content out there, boost that content, build some warm audiences. And, you know, when we, it, that just takes time, mm. you know, it's, it's, you know, those lead cycles just get longer and, and longer also. So, but even other things like, you know, health engine and stuff, which is another online search, which had worked great for other practice, again, kind of zero for Europe, but yet yeah. over in Adelaide, they were getting, Oh, multiple a week, multiple per week new patients coming in in uh, in, in Adelaide. Here, I've had one patient come through from the health health engine. Now that might be, you know, lots of different factors in that, but uh, again, it just hasn't delivered. Um, like I was, uh, you know, I thought it would bring in a bring in a, a few here and there, but um, that hasn't been great. Uh, yeah, I did have something that I was going to say then and uh, totally, totally lost track. But anyway, we'll come back to that. I, I think there's, um, I've also tried, you know, trying some LinkedIn stuff, which has been interesting. Yes. Um, you know, just, and I'm actually really enjoying it as a platform. Yes. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm, I don't look at Facebook very much anymore. It's, um, it's just too many people with too much crap, but, but I, I'm, I'm having a go of LinkedIn and just trying mm. to have <laughs> a play with where I fit in there and how it, how it plays out. Um, 
So maybe next time I'll have some answers for you on that one as to what's worked and what hasn't worked. But it seems to be a really um, cool platform that I would encourage people to, to get on and update and, you know, have a go. Well, you and I, we discussed this, we started a conversation that we didn't finish about this a month or two ago, in that your focus, the people you like looking after, corporate people, this idea in around kind of performance or the, mm. um, you know, the, the weekend athlete, there's the, the you know, the mum athlete. athlete, the corporate athlete, all those kind. And LinkedIn, particularly with regards to the corporate athlete, would seem to me that it would be a great platform, you know, for, you know, for you to be sharing content. One of the things that I, I hope our listeners are getting from what Tony has said here is that each time that Tony's got to either a roadblock or a speed hump, then he hasn't just stopped there. It's like, and he mentioned early on that one of his great skill sets is, okay, cool, next, try again. Because, and again, I don't know this, and I have you know, interesting kind of thoughts about why it might happen, but what, I mean, you and my practice aren't that far away from each other as the crow flies, but yet, you know, I get some results with that ad and you don't. And then, so there are so many things that if you're going to be reaching out to community, you need to find out what, what matches your voice, what works in your area. And there are many different factors there too. So I can't, you know, you've been great at just continuing to do things, which leads me onto the discussion that we're having beforehand, which I wanted to kind of get into too is, you know, Jim Fortin's concept of where we get paid from. Mm. Can you tell our audience a little bit about that? Because you were thinking about that earlier on this morning. Yeah, I just, I was, I was in practice this morning and then I just went for a walk in the sunshine and uh, got, some, got some fresh air and a bit of silence and, and was, was just thinking about that concept. Jim Fortin talks about, uh, you know, the, the, our, our job being in one box and then our income or, or, or money coming in is a, is a, is a totally different box in that if we're putting great energy and we're, we're serving and all sort of stuff, it doesn't necessarily come in, the income doesn't necessarily come in via that same, you know, in and out. You know, I, I am a chiropractor, I deliver adjustments, therefore I get paid that way. Um, and it just occurred to me, you know, as, as, as we were talking, you know, just sort of sitting around going, oh, all right, getting a bit frustrated here. Oh, okay, radio. And then all of a sudden, just having the view of just, and again, this flows well on your last episode with, uh, with the great man um, talking about silence. And Alex was, yeah. was mm. you know, talking about the power of silence and, you know, getting back and, you know, I'm, I'm massive onto um, meditation and just giving the, the stillness and the silence to allow stuff to happen. The universe works in just amazing ways and to just be okay with just letting it happen. And so this window, this box of, of, of me being a chiropractor here in, 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 at Auburn South Chiropractic might be my job, but income can come in from uh, whatever source that um, the universe decides to bring it in. And it's been coming in. It's, it's quite amazing. I, 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 it blows me away every, every time. I don't know how it happens. I don't know how it works. Don't care. Um, yeah. But to be able to you know tap into that so to speak is 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 very nice framing so people should listen i know that we did an interview with jim fortin it's probably around somewhere on adiomedia.com yes. so jump on there and have a listen but um it's cool you, you and i aren't what i would call woo woo type of guys we're open to it we have lots of really interesting well i think they're interesting conversations around it but this this is one that never ceases to amaze me in terms of where money can come from and so someone might be listening to this right now going yeah i don't know but wait and see i mean i 
had somebody uh, reach out to me, and I thought it was one of those kind of prank things, uh, that there was $700 sitting in an account waiting for me. I'm like, no, there's not. But I followed it up, and it was some stuff that I bought ages ago, some sherry bits and pieces, had some dividends that I'd forgotten about. The company had actually gone broke, and, you know, and so there it is. You know, there's 700 which if you had have said to me, you know, Angus, $700 is going to come to you from where? I'm like, ah, oh, like I would never have thought of that. There's no way that I could have thought that would have been a possibility. And, you know, one of the conversations that we would have all the time, and this is why I think that it's working so well for you, and I think you're a great reflection of this, is what am I going to do today to serve my community, to, to deliver value to them? And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, like you were doing this morning, starting to put together some corporate workshops so I can help them. Sometimes it's a video, sometimes I go live, sometimes it's a post, you know, it's pounding the street, meeting mm. new people. Uh, if all else fails and you're wanting to grow your practice, then if that's your mantra, what am I going to do today to add value to my community? It's a great spot to start. It's a great spot to start. And, and, and you know what? I, I just have so much fun doing it as well. You know, I, it, as I said, it took me a while to, to, to start with the videos. But, you know, I got, I got, um, I got this little fella here, you know, yes. off online. It was like, I don't know, 40 bucks or something. It was so cheap. Whack my phone in there. It's a little light that comes up for those that are um, watching the video. And I've got my little microphone and uh, I go for it. And I think one of the reasons that, the, the, the videos uh, are received well. It's just that I'm just myself. I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend to be some fancy person who knows everything about everything, but, and I just, I think that's the biggest message I can, I can give to people is just be yourself. If you're someone who's serious, then be serious. If you're someone who's funny, then be funny. Um, whatever it is, just uh, embrace who you are and what you do. And, and that as, Health practitioners, we have some special gifts, and uh, I, I need to. Rem I, I often remind myself of this: that um, there's an audience out there for everyone, and there's an audience out there for me, and there are people out there that are going to freaking love me. They mm. just don't know it yet, and so I've got to be in the forefront. I've got to be putting stuff out there constantly because then, when Jenny comes in and interacts with that, she goes, "Ah." Oh, he seems like a cool dude. I'll go and see him. And I don't care about Phil who goes, mm, he seems like a dickhead. Put the same content out there. Phil hates me. Jenny loves me. She comes in. I get to change Jenny's life. I'm never going to change the other bloke's life. I've already forgotten his name. And Phil. I got it. And, you know, and I think we just need to embrace that as, as practitioners. Um, it's too easy to trod the, oh, what will someone think of me if I put a video out there or, you know, all that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, it's actually, it's so funny because I haven't had any haters yet. I mean, I haven't got a big enough audience yet, of course, but, um, but I've been boosting stuff out there to, and I was expecting some people to come back at me with a bit of this, but not, maybe now I've put it out there to the universe. It'll come back at me, but um, no one's out there to give you a hard time. And if they are, then they're not worth the, you know, interacting. Yeah. Tell me how long, have, how long have the doors been open for? Uh, maybe eight weeks or something. Yeah, which is you know, really, it's really funny because I, you know, I, I'm listening to our conversation as we're having this. And if I didn't know better, I could make up a story that you'd been open for two years. And it's like, nah, it's like, you know, like when has anybody graded anything after eight weeks? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Absolutely. If, like, if this was, you take on golf, 
like, and you've had eight weeks of golf, like now, like you'd still be the world's worst golfer. Yeah. But you know, so the doors have been open for eight weeks. You've created a, a stunning space. You've actually got people coming in to see you. You know, there's momentum happening there. Yeah. And I wonder sometimes for all of us, myself, and, and I'm, I'm sure I'm saying this to myself as well, to stop and just go, you know, I'm, I'm doing a good job. Mm. You know, it's okay. Yeah, and I think I, also, I often, that reminds me, because there's probably someone who lives just up on Auburn Road there, like 150 metres away, right? Probably don't even know that I'm here. No. Do you know what I mean? So there's thousands of people within a three-minute walk of here that don't even know that there's a chiropractor in Bill Street, let alone that it's the amazing Dr. Tony. Yes. And so how are they going to know that unless I'm putting stuff out there? And so, yeah, sure, I've put a flyer in their letterbox and I've done... Uh, all this sort of stuff, but they still don't know that I'm here because they haven't looked at it. They haven't seen it. They haven't seen a video yet. They haven't, haven't, they didn't, they just threw the flyer in the bin and forgot about me straight away. So, you know, I'm just going to be constantly at it. And you do have to be constantly at it. And, and then with that also, you know, got to be constantly at it and you've got to be constantly making offers to your community because they, they don't, they just don't hear a lot of us. Like once, you know, first of all, it's hard enough for us to break through the noise on social media anyway. So, you know, we put some content out there and its reach might be 6%. So six out of 100 people are going to get it. But let's say we boost it. You know, they're going to need to hear that message many, many times. And, you know, I, I think I have in the past, I, I've underplayed how on almost, and I, I think now probably on all our videos that we're making, if we're going to share a really great video, share some great content, make an offer. Share some great content, make an offer. Just don't stop making offers. And it was, you know, Don Miller, I, I really loved his book, Building a Story Brand, mm. you know, and it's such a heart-centered marketing model, but he's all about, man, you, you, you look like you lack confidence when you're not constantly inviting me into your business. Like, I'm wary of you. Like, are you, it, 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 why, why are you not inviting me in? You know, you're not confident in what you do. That guy doesn't seem... I mean, who would want to go out on a date with somebody that said, ah, you know, if you kind of... Free, you know, that's not how we would do about it at, at all. We want that confidence. And so, you know, it's something that I'm going to be kind of rewriting into some of the ADO stuff and in the training I've got coming up, talk about lots more often. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think so. And I think you can always make an offer because that offer can change. So for, for a practitioner, like for my stuff, it could be... You know, you might do a video on some stretches or something. You know, if you're suffering with this or you've got this, then, hey, come in and see me. Come in for a checkup. I'd love to help you. Or it might be, hey, would you want to get on the phone? Do you want to have a phone consultation? We can have a chat. I can find out if, if chiropractic is something that can help you. Or it might be download this. I mean, the, the, you know, an offer can be so many things. Um, and it, again, you know, like we've been belting on for a long time about it. It's got to make sense. The offer's just got to make sense. That's all. And it can be as often as you want. Buddy, last question I want to ask you today, because there'll be some people that might be wondering this. How long did you have out of practice? So when you left working with me, how long did you have out of Close to four years. Right. So there'll be some people out there that, that might need a break. And, uh, you know, they've got different conversations going on inside their head about having a break. What would you say to them? What, what have been the benefits of you having a break? Are there, if, if you were talking to somebody or you're chatting to yourself four years ago, would there be different ways that you would have gone about it? Uh, great question. I, I, my advice would be if you need a break, have a break. Uh, 
you know, when I left Life Chiropractic in Port Melbourne, you know, I didn't have a plan. I just went, you know what? I, I just need to, I just need to stop. Um, and so there was no, you know, the analogy I always talked about was that I jumped off the edge of the building, not knowing where I was going to land. And, and it was a, it was, it was a, um, unnerving type of a feeling at the time. I didn't know whether it was going to be for three months, three years or forever. I did, I did, I had no attachment to that whatsoever. And it worked out that it was, you know, close to four years, but you know, what came from that was it, it allowed me to dive into some other stuff. It allowed us to develop Adio Media further. It allowed me to work from home. It allowed me to have, spend more time with the kids. It allowed me, you know, so much more flexibility and freedom. Um, and it allowed me to get perspective on what's important. It allowed me to, it allowed me to heal as well. I think and mentally and emotionally uh, heal from, uh, you know, divorce and, and, and get my adrenal system back to a healthy level. And, and so there was lots of different reasons why it was great for me. Uh, but now it's, uh, you know, time to, time to mm. push ahead. Cause it's interesting because you managed to get some really great consistent locum work through that stage. That yeah. was really very profitable for you. You had some income coming in through audio media. There was some income coming in through the sale of the insight. And again, it was interesting that, you know, at no stage did you get kicked out of your house, not to those kind of things. You know, it was great. Bills were paid. Stuff yeah. happened. You had this flexibility and freedom and able to come back into practice. And, you know, there are probably many of you out there that might like to do what Tony has done. And, I, you know, it's, uh, I would encourage you to take an extended break. You know, for different reasons, a number of years ago, I got to take an extended break also that was forced upon me because of some freaking searing sciatica so i i um i i let my uh body kind of push me a little harder it actually pushed me off the cliff so um but it was really valuable because it opened up lots of things mm. so leading into this next kind of phase what are the things that you're going to be working on what are your focus in this next you know coming quarter yeah, this next quarter, it's all about getting, uh, getting workshops booked, um, you know, getting into that corporate workshop, making connections out into this business community that's uh, right around me. Uh, that's going to be my, my focus, uh, finishing off the year and then starting the year strong as well, uh, doing that and then just continuing to put out content. Uh, I've just got to get, uh, get the stuff happening and, yeah, just continue that along. And, and I'm just going to revisit the, the Facebook ads uh, you know, again, they're underwhelming. So we'll revisit those, either switch it up or switch it off, um, you know, change it up or switch it off and uh, you know, see what the best thing is from there. Yeah. Uh, but excited. Beautiful, buddy. Well, it says, um, as happy and as light and as free as I've seen you in a number of years, um, which is really exciting, and particularly given that it has, has been a challenging last eight weeks with some other things going on there too. So I'm inspired by what you're doing. And, you know, I would encourage our listeners, look, if you're wondering and looking for strategies to just follow Tony on, on uh, you know, over at Auburn South, uh, use him as a model. Um, R&D, rip off and duplicate. Yes. Yeah, just that's take exactly. The if, if, if the video, you know, you go, oh, that's a good topic, just do it. Just verbatim. There you In go. Style. <laughs> Tone's, Tone's giving you permission. And I will put a caveat on top of that. Just if you're going to rip it off, be you ripping it off. Don't That's try and it. be Tony. He's incredibly hard to emulate. So, um, you know, be you doing it. So, dude, look, <clears throat> I, I, I want to acknowledge you for all the hard work and for you consistently and continually 
um, showing up each and every day. You know, you, your community are very lucky to have you there. You're such a wonderful chiropractor. I still have um, people in my practice, barely a week goes by that, that people don't ask after you and don't reminisce about how much they loved seeing you also. So dude, keep saving lives. Auburn South needs you. Over and out. Look forward to catching you in the new year for the next level of the catch up. Thanks, buddy. See ya. See you, mate. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one with you to apply, implement, systematize and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.